0: Welcome everybody to the 10th episode of the Chilled Esports Podcast. I am your host here, Eugene Caffin, and I am joined alongside me by not one, but two of my best friends, Mr. Joey Ray. How are you, Joey? I'm totally cool. And we finally, we didn't drop the ball. I know we didn't drop the ball because Christian is here as well after some technical difficulties. Christian, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, mate.
0: Yep, that's good, <laughs> that's
1: good. It only took me, what, an hour and a half to get my uh, microphone to work properly? Yep,
0: yep, it took you a little while to get here, but I'm glad that you made it, because the podcast just isn't the same without you, man. I know, right?
2: Yep. Fuck the technical difficulties.
0: Yep, I know. Yeah. Yep, we, we had a work <laughs> the Damn Windows updates. Yep, Windows updates has, has snagged us once again, so... I'm, uh.
2: I'm never buying Plantronics HD audio drivers
0: ever again. <laughs> you don't, you don't actually... Oh. Or
2: Connexin Smart Audio HD.
0: Mm-hmm. So guys, <laughs> it is a very monumental episode. Why is it always monumental? We are reaching double digits today, guys. We have reached double digits. Yes. Double digits. Double digits. This is the 10th episode. It, you know, it only gets better from here. It does. It depends. It, you, oh, can't, you can't you can't be perfection, like it can't get better. <laughs> sure. sure. I completely agree. I completely agree. Although like I don't you know I do I do think we can get better. Just saying. Alright. Speaking yeah, we, of got, which, think we can get, a lot get better, better to be honest. Mm, mm. Speaking no, of which no no
2: no, cause of the grind, cause of the grind, I get it. You know, we, we get better every day, bit by bit.
0: Uh huh. So sorry. Um, let us, uh, have a look at our week in Blizzard.
3: What do you mean, Blizzard-added monks before demon hunters? I'm afraid my condition has left me
0: cold. How the weak always fall. All right, so, shaking it up a little bit. I'm going to let you go first again, Joey. How has your week in Blizzard been, man?
2: Holy shit! My weekend blues has been awesome.
0: Yeah, cool, cool. Tell me about it.
2: So, I had to pick a side, in here's the storm. Uh-huh. And I picked the alliance. The alliance. I mean, I
0: also the picked alliance. the alliance. It was a hard fo- It was like a hard choice, you know. It was a hard choice. It was, it was and bad. I think. Not a hard choice at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think that. I have some regrets about my choice. I think I, I think I wanted to pick Horde.
0: Oh really? Why? Why do you say that?
2: I don't know. I'm yeah. like, I'm just looking at Drekthar going. He looks like a guy who I want to defend. Like, <laughs> I, fuck Vanda Stormpike. Let's let's like get him. Mm,
0: I mean, like, I can see the appeal, and you know, because Drekthar's like a he, he's he's a good dude, right? Like, yeah. He's is, is not a, is it a bad guy. Even
2: though he's a bad guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, depends. <laughs> is the whole horde bad? Who knows? Let's not get into that. But um, yeah, I can definitely see the appeal and and uh, why it was a, uh, a yeah. hard choice. Also, all of
2: my endless fucking games of AV that I used to play back in the day were all on the... T- <laughs> trying to kill Van Der Stormpike, so...
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did play Horde a lot, so... Over, the, over yeah. the goddamn
2: Bridge of Death. God, I hate that Bridge of Death.
0: Yeah, the bridge was so... Oh, man. And, like, it felt weird doing it from Alliance side when we switched over.
2: No, the Alliance don't have a Bridge of Death. It's so unfair. Mm. Like, you know, it's... Uh, anyway, I have feelings about yeah. classic AV. But, anyway, I am happy to pick the Alliance, and I like the new uh, feeling
3: mm-hmm. of
2: the of the new client i think it's a good it's, i think it's a good feeling it's very very bright compared to um what was the last event it was oh the um this it was a skin release right the broken nexus or something
0: yeah yeah shattered nexus or something shattered the, gra- nexus, the yeah. gravekeeper is trying to do stuff against the raven lord and all this other bs <laughs> gravekeeper yes
2: <laughs> oh man anyway yeah so i i do like the new client i think it looks really bright and cheerful
0: uh-huh.
2: and I am happy to go and try and kill Drekthaw when he's finally released. Come on, I haven't played Drektfly yet, and I really want to kill him.
0: Well that actually depends on which side you're on. You could actually be like an alliance dude that has to kill Vandar. Yeah, that's true. So, you know. It' it it'd be it'd be good to try out AV.
2: It it will be good to try out A V and I'm like really looking forward to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I did I did get a chance to play Irel. hmm You mean Urel? E-rel. You mean URL? Rel. <laughs>
3: pretty sure it's URL.
0: I'm pretty sure it's E-rel. It's URL, but anyway, I the uh, the dude says URL, so that's what we're gonna stick to.
2: Well, that's what you're gonna stick to because I'm gonna say URL. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs>
0: You'd be wrong there.
2: So I like her. Like uh-huh. uh, I got a chance to spam some games. I'm not too keen on her Harlequin skins, like. I sort of get why they went for it. Cause they're thinking like, okay, we want to give a Harlequin skin to some female character. The role has got a giant hammer makes, makes kind of sense, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It does make it the sense,
2: but I don't like it with her character. Like I don't feel like it really fits her. So uh, uh, it's just not my favorite thing.
0: Well, the thing about it is, is that they didn't give her any new voice lines. She still keeps the same. And I just mm. think that's a mistake. Cause you know, cause you have this like Harlequin character going for the light. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really fit. <laughs> you know. She needs For the Alliance, Mr. Yeah, J. Mr. J. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and you, you just it's uh, like this Russian paladin lady is not paladin, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So um
2: thoughts about her kit, she's like she's like Murden with more decisions.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: um Muradin has like a jump in and then a stun. But both the jump in and the stun don't really change depending on how you use them, but with RL they do change. So if you decide to charge the jump in, then you have to then charge your stun, or you, or you, or you have to de stun, and and then you get the cool a we stun.
0: Yep, yep. Or you can charge. So yeah, just normal E, right? Yeah, yeah, or, or or
2: or you can you can walk in and then and then you, but then you have to charge your stun, which which takes
0: an age when you're charging it. Yeah, and it also is very telegraphed. Like she's not going to come so in and like, oh, I'm not doing anything at all. No, like you know, she's like, I'm charging my stun now. Look, everybody. Yeah.
2: yeah. Please don't get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But 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 then you've got a like like a bus dwarf dust here dwarf dust here escape right because you can just um. Jump out!
0: Yep, yep, absolutely, very, very mobile.
2: So I, I really feel like when I'm playing it, I feel like I'm playing just Muradin with more decisions mm. and um more control of your healing. Like Muradin, I don't really feel like I, I control the healing. Like I have to completely leave the fight to to, to, to heal up. But with a rail, I can heal. Like I can just get get a random steroid heal like in the middle of the fight, which I can. Yeah.
0: Well, she definitely has like a, a burst heal that you can choose. Where Muradin has like a, it's it's a heal that will do more and will act and will just be continuous, but it mm. needs to meet a special condition. So um, your Els is just a bit more um, on demand.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, and inherently more powerful. So uh, not as potent. Yeah, and
2: basically, as far as overall funness i i've got to give erl like a solid between eight and ten because she's really fun to play yeah cool because like i i just feel any at any point in the team fight there's just like so much i can do and i'm just like spoiled for choice like man what am i going to do now except for die i don't want to do that
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you do have a lot of options
2: oh i also really like her uh, her ardent defender ulti i think or Eldor yeah, Protector.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's um Argent Argent Defender.
2: Yeah. Uh anyway, basically instead oh, of taking I damage to heals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, instead of taking damage to heals, it's like really cool because you 'cause you look super juicy and you just pop that and you heal you heal back up because like you, <laughs> the noobs keep <Yeah>. hitting
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in like Kirk Match and lower in low Elo, people would just like you know, it's sort of like the don't attack very when he has his shield up. No nobody fucking stops. They just keep going. Or like don't yeah. attack Zarya. Like no, people just like fucking go in. So Man,
2: I've had so many I've said so many max energy Zaryas thanks to uh Low Elo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Um and one of the things I was able to try out this week was uh, looking juicy to give my waves more power. So the idea is that you stay low health or you or you stay like between a quarter and half health and and you just sort of You know, pull two, three champions towards you, or or you just keep the team fight going, just like, oh I'm still here, I'm still here. You Mm -hmm. can kill me, you can get a kill.
0: Yeah, juicy and do to do what? To do what? Like you're looking juicy, I can see that part. Yeah. Why? Why, Joey?
2: (laughs) Well, the reason you want to look juicy is because you totally have a bunch of bruises in top lane. And those bruises in top lane are getting like mad uh, mad value while you're looking juicy.
0: Oh, I see. So it's a uh, distraction. It's a distraction. <laughs> Your ultimate plan to get it's their buildings. The
1: murky effect.
2: Yeah, the, it's the murky effect. You don't need to be murky to do it. You just need to be. Uh, you need to be presenting value to them. So murky actually has a harder time doing this. Um, Actually, yeah, it's it's a bit different from the Murky effect because the Murky effect is if you leave him alone he's just gonna win the fucking game for his team because he's got he's got incredible pushing power for a little baby fish. But in this case what you're doing is you're presenting value that they could get if they just execute properly uh, but instead of executing properly they keep fucking it up or you know you, you just outplay them and but the value is so delicious that they, that they keep on you instead of doing proper wave management and without proper wave management of course your your way is crashing into their buildings because you've got um the camp pushing in your favor
1: right i see
2: yeah so it's a it's a slightly different um approach to the murky effect but it it it's overall it's punishing them for not playing bankrupt properly and it 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 gives you the the leg up in xp because You don't need to be in the lane to get the XP off buildings. You only need to be in the lane to
0: get XP off minions. Right. Mm -hmm. There is the alternative, Joey, where they actually outplay you and you die. That never happens. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'll choose Um, to not believe that at all. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. Anyway,
2: in in Overwatch land, I'm liking getting environmental kills at the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was playing a game with you guys, and I got to play the game. I bumped two people into the hole on Ilios with Lucio, <laughs> and I was so happy. Yeah, the best. <laughs> that,
1: was, that was really sweet.
2: Basically, I see playing Lucio is basically uh, playing Stuka. Uh-huh. And
0: the enemy team are your balls. <laughs> 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 Yeah, okay. I mean it, it was a really good play of the game and I could see how it's like honestly really fun. And I think there's another map on Ilios as well, uh, where you can knock people off the edge. I forget which one it is, but it's not ruins, it's the other one. And um yeah, Lucio is pretty sick there as well.
2: Yeah. Um so ruins you can knock people off the edge. It's just you sort of end up knocking the flankers off, not the um not, oh, not the yeah. main
0: not the main group, yeah. Yeah.
2: But I think Elias's whole shtick is you can knock people off on this map because <laughs> mm. I think you can knock people off on every on, uh, 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 on every King of the Hill on there.
0: I think so. I think so.
2: Yeah. And as for programming this week, I managed to get Jair Trade running with my new book, mean driven Development, and um, it's it's a Rails app. Oh, and I have to give a shout out to our good friend Blueple who helped me set this up. So. I've set it up with Capistrano, which is like this this fully sick thing. And I just I just type in go into my shell and it runs like a billion bash commands and sets up my server with all the new code and like does this this like and it, it, it transforms like Optimus Prime and it just deploys my website. <laughs> it's really amazing.
0: Hey, it sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, it's um, I'll I'll put a video of it working online one day, and and you can just see it working and like the changes instantaneous in the website. It's like wow, this is, this is great.
0: Yeah, cool, man.
3: Sounds, yeah, that's just yeah, quick.
0: sounds like you have some good uh, web development going on, and um, yeah, pretty pretty glad to see jhree doing well.
2: Yeah, it, so jhree so com is now two applications served on three web servers. <laughs> uh-huh. it's a complicated piece of uh web dev machinery
0: <laughs> it is it is and it is obviously where people can find its most valuable source that you'll what's sports podcast full catalog anyway um i think uh i think i'll go next so about my week in blizzard obviously heroes and like you said before i uh i've also uh, chose the alliance for obvious reasons alliance and, um, because you were spamming URL games, I didn't get to play your elf, but she does look very cool. And I think you pointed out a lot of, a lot of different things there. Yeah, um, what play. I did get to do you can play next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, what I did get to do was, um, I did get to play a single Maiev game where, um, I'm pretty sure I got upvoted by the enemy. Although I, cause I don't think I would have got it any other way. Hmm. Um, and it was just really, really, you know, just a really, really sick game. I uh, I probably played the best Maya game ever and had, like, the best Warden's Cage I've just ever had. <laughs> it, like, it killed the entire enemy team. It like... did. It did. But, see, the thing was is that it was a little bit of luck involved because as soon as I put the cage down, we were on Infernal Shrines. And the, uh, um, ooh, is it the... What do they call the mob that spawns in Infernal Shrines?
2: Uh, You mean the infer- the Punisher?
0: Yeah, the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, it was the Punisher jump at the same time that I put down Warden's Cage. Yeah, absolutely. That's... And uh, it was just the best feeling in the world where I have, you know, all the enemy team trapped and then the, the Punisher yeah. just, like, decides to, like, go in and, you know, stun all of them. And then we have, like, all of our, like, circle abilities all go off at the mm-hmm. same time. It was like, oh, magic. It was it was legitimately like Dolmio Grin level stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really was. That was amazing. It really was. Um, so yeah, so so that was pretty good, and I was really I was really happy with um, how how I played that game. So I haven't had a lot of good Mayed games, and that was really good for me to like you know get a good game in and still you know still show that I could be somewhat effective. Um, yeah. As well on the Overwatch front, I'm pretty sure I played nothing but tanks and healers for the past like ever. tanks yeah so (laughs) i think i've been playing like i think i've played every single tank quite a bit and um you know what it's actually just really fun and um i'm really enjoying playing tanks and learning the style and everything and um especially doing with buddies is really fun when Mm. when you have like someone else on the front lines with you you know it's um it's just really good and you can communicate really well and a lot more and you know, I've been doing it like with Christian in some games and with Joey in other games and it's just really good. Like, you know, if I'm on a character and you guys are on Zarya, you know, I can just say I'm going now put whack a shield on me and then, you know, suck up all the damage and give you guys a shit ton of charge and you know, it's just it's just really awesome to see and like, you know, and even when I'm on a healer, like I think I've said I've got your back like, you know, a hundred times over the past like <laughs> over the two nights. I'm like, No, I go and I got you back, I got you back. And um yeah man, it's just I've been having an, I've been having a lot of time. Uh a really good time at it. Um the thing I will mention is that I'm probably gonna suck as soon as I need to play a DPS character. <laughs> I haven't had to practice aiming that much.
2: Well, I don't think it should feel too bad because there are well, there aren't that many DPS characters that are sort of aiming light. Um I've had a similar situation where I like had to switch DPS and I just picked up the sort of um I guess noobier DPS like uh, Soldier, who's it, not noob as in easy to play, but noob's in straightforward. Like, there's already yeah. much true Soldier. You, you point and he hit scans.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, very, very true. I um... Um,
2: and so you can you can you can focus on getting your aiming up quickly. Whereas if you're doing a uh, high mobility champion like, uh, what's the Phantom guy? Reaper. Mm. Phantom menace.
3: Phantom. <laughs> the Phantom menace. <laughs> the Phantom menace. <laughs> <laughs> Or
2: or jumping bangers, and a mash tracer. Yeah. Um you're sort of focused more on the their jumping and teleportation abilities rather than just pure aiming, which is what which is what soldier's sort of doing with like all of his abilities.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so, very true.
2: So if you're gonna switch DPS, basically I, I just switch straight to Soldier and say, Okay, what I'm gonna focus on is getting good at damage again. And then you just, you know, have a couple games and it's like,
0: okay, I'm ready to
2: branch out there, that's cool.
0: Well, I'm not even sure if it's getting used to damage. I I don't even like it. would just be if I have to play it in a particular game because nobody else is. But I mean that that very rarely happens. But I mean, like, I can I can definitely see that playing one with a lower barrier to entry is is always a good thing. Like ones that you don't need to like practice a billion times in order to like understand what to do. So I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, pretty much that's it for me on the Blizzard front. Um, just been Overwatching Heroes. Um, essentially. Didn't get to play any Hearthstone or anything like that, which is pretty sad. But you know, well, we have the golden packs coming out this week. What'd you get? Uh, nothing interesting. Yeah, neither. I got the, I, was, uh... I got the standard. I got the standard. Uh, you know, one rare, four commons. Yeah, fair enough. I um, I was sitting on my rail server, so I didn't play any Hearthstone at all. Yep. Um, Christian, did you manage to get your golden pack at all? I didn't
1: actually. I remember you telling me that it was um, on that day, and I said, Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll log in, and I never did. So I missed out. Damn. But, you know, such is life.
0: Yeah, it happens. Um, Did you have have anything, though? Yeah, what have you been
1: doing? Uh, Playing a lot of Overwatch.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Um, Any changes in what you've been playing? Um, Well, I have been wanting to play tanks, but for some reason, I've been told not to.
3: Because I am the tanker.
1: <laughs> as, as much as I'd like to. Okay. Um, so I've been mostly playing DPS.
0: Yeah, okay. That's, that's completely fair. <laughs>
1: and so it's been um, been mostly Soldier 76, um, Hanzo, but I've also been playing quite a lot of
0: Bastion as well. Oh, yeah, cool. Back, back on the Bastion train.
1: Yeah, so I've, um, I've sort of figured out that there's been a lot more Reinhardt Farah being played. Um, so yeah, definitely. Bastion's able to deal with both quite effectively. So the, the hit scan and in recon mode for Farah, um, mm-hmm. and then his sentry mode just shreds through Reinhardt's shield.
3: Yeah,
0: um, yeah, of so yeah.
1: course. If he's used well, um, you're able to to counter those aspects quite effectively.
0: Yeah, you really are, because you can really melt the um, really melt the Rhine shield in particular.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, though, um, enemy team seems to make a beeline for me every time.
0: Yeah, well, I think they're just trained from that, from the, you know, the, the, the cheddar that they're used to. Yeah, pretty much. Mm, so I think I think you're going to have to expect it, man. I'm actually to get
1: a, a few sweet um, Hanzo-Zarya alt combos off.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes.
2: yes. I've been a few a few of those. Yeah, so that's
0: been good. <laughs> yeah Um, we've been doing that we've been doing that pretty consistently like if if someone's playing hanzo and the other person's playing zarya like we've always managed to like do some sick combos yeah it's just um it's just such a sweet combo to pull off Mm, i think so and um we never got a chance to do it because i think i was a bit trigger happy but um yeah you can also do it with um ryan as well you can get the the ryan hanzo combo down
1: Yes, we actually pulled that up once, and I think that's what won us the
0: um, the second point on Temple of Anubis. Mm, yep, yep, yeah. Because I I think I did it a bit quickly, and you did follow up like soon afterwards. But um, yeah, man, it was it was definitely good. Definitely one that I didn't think about. Yeah,
1: but um, apart from that, not much else. Sadly, haven't really had much time except
0: to play a bit of Overwatch. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Happens. It 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 happens. So that being said, there was some big, big news this week. Um, Some of it um, was maybe a little bit earlier, and I think I'm a bit slow on the party, but the first one was definitely this week. So um, it's a little bit on uh, WoW heavy uh, this week, but there was a uh, Battle for Azeroth developer Q&A with with Lore and um, the lead game, uh, like uh, Ian Hazacostas. I forget what his title is. Does anybody know um, Jeff Kaplan for Overwatch? What do they call him? The lead game designer or something? Lead are developer, he... maybe. No, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. He's not really a developer. No, he's not a developer. Head honcho. Yeah, head honcho, the boss man. That you guys are running the show on the on the uh, on the WoW front. Um, and the, there were some really cool questions. Um, but the the salient points that I wanted to make, the ones that were really um, interesting to me is that there's going to be no more uh, large quote unquote overhauls on specs. So ones that require a significant rotation change. Um, so what that means is that they're now just playing around with numbers in order to get all their um, specs uh, working correctly. So okay. but, so what that really means is that if you uh, have access to the beta and you want to go test out these type of things, it's a really good uh, way to see what these classes are going to actually play like when BFA launches or the pre-patch launches. Um so for things like um like how fluid it feels and you know all those other all these other like things that you want from a from a particular spec, like what do the animations look like, you know, could I be could I play this for you know ten hours a week in raiding or etc? The answer is yes. <laughs> well it depends on what it is.
2: No, it does not depend. <laughs>
0: okay, Joey. The answer is yes. Yeah, cool, cool. So, um, yeah, so I'd recommend that if anyone does have access to the beta, or um, or you can have a look at um, any popular content creators. The way that those characters are running right now is how it is intended for Battle for Azeroth. Awesome. I think
1: that's a pretty good um, good move by Blizzard. I'm actually quite happy with the um, the specs as they are, or the ones that I've played so
0: far. Anyway, um,
1: mm. mostly rogue, mm-hmm. warlock, mage, hunter. Yeah. Um, pretty cool.
0: I uh, definitely have heard good things about the Warlock, and from playing it myself, it's just really fun. Um, So, what they've also done is they have announced some uh, Mythic Plus changes. Oh yeah? Yeah, so, so what's going to happen is that as soon as you get into Mythic Plus, so just be your normal Mythic, you're going to have the um, affixes straight away. So in Legion, the affixes is only applied when you got to uh, plus five and then again at plus 10. Yeah. Right. But now what's gonna happen? Oh, wait, no, maybe it did, no. Yeah, it did suddenly start from plus five and then go all the way to plus 10. So plus five, you only had two, but then plus 10, you had three, you had this extra difficulty um, and it was always tyrannical or fortified, meaning either the bosses hit harder or the trash hit harder. Yeah, yeah, they're going to change it so that that pretty much happens straight away as soon as you um, go into any Mythic Plus, anything beyond Mythic. So it's either going to be tyrannical, meaning the bosses will hit you hit you like a brick shit house, or um, fortified, meaning the trash just is going to be absolute like a dick nightmare. Yep. Um, as well, the first thing that they've announced is um seasonal affixes.
2: I really like that. Um, I really like that change actually i think that's a good one because because that'll because the season life the season life fixes because i think that'll give them a big chance to give some uh seasonal variability
0: yeah yeah absolutely um seasons are definitely a big thing in pretty much all other blizzard games and they already have like a pvp season so uh, it's it makes sense to have a pve one as well and um the first one um is called Infested and it's named after one of the blood gods that are um hanging around in Battle for Azeroth. Uh and it basically um it empowers it it's like uh, special units are infested with this like bug and it gives them special um special abilities and it could be any unit, it could be any trash mob or, or or anything like that. Um but as soon as you kill that mob, this like worm or this like bug spawns that you have to sort of kill that can scurry off to a different area so yeah. you have to like sort of cc it and try get as much damage on it so that it doesn't go and infest somebody else and make the dungeon harder for you yeah
3: treasure goblin yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> <Kind laughs> pretty cool
0: yeah well it is it is actually kind of like a treasure goblin except you know when it's there so like normally yeah. What they were saying is that if um if you have a particular um unit or a particular trash mob that normally does just doesn't do anything, now you'll have to consider that it might do something, or and then you have to consider when you're going to kill it. Are you going to kill it first and then let it scurry off, or are you going to kill it last and try CC it and all this other stuff? So it brings a lot of um interest to the to Mythic Plus, and I'm definitely looking forward to playing some Mythic Plus uh, when BFA comes out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It should be a lot of fun. Mm.
0: As well, guys, the one that I was more excited about. Mm.
3: Yeah, this is what I'm
0: excited about as well. They have some updates to WoW Classic. Finally. Wow, wow classic. So we've heard information. <laughs> what sort of information? Um, so there was a big discussion about what does Classic actually mean? And we have I think we talked about this on the podcast. Um, yeah, we did. And... They've decided that classic WoW means patch one point twelve, Drums of War, <laughs> noobs. <laughs> so they've decided that that's when they've they sort of like ironed out all of the you know all of the things that they thought you know that um that World of Warcraft should have been back in the day, mm. um, and it's a good it's a good place to start, I think. So it has like you know it it has enough content there for everybody. And we don't have to, like, you know, actually, I think we might have to uh, do some grinding yes. around Ragnarys. So
1: this, um, I, I think this announcement's quite important um, mm. because it will directly impact how the game will be played. Yeah, sure. When you actually think about Vanilla WoW, you know, it, it is a game that sort of changed a lot over time. Uh-huh. And the whole progression aspect was very important. Not just, you know, working your way through dungeons and then, you know, the different raids in order, um, but also with your gear. And so they're going to have to, even if they do start off on patch 1.12, ideally they will um, dagger the release of certain dungeons and raids.
0: Yeah, sure. So we won't start out having like AQ 40 available, right?
1: well yeah exactly and also even dungeons like die and moradin they weren't they weren't um, available in the original uh few patches of the game um and they die in particular it will very much affect how uh, progression progresses uh, if that they're available straight away so they're gonna have to stagger those dungeons as well
0: mm, mm. well it, i'll definitely see what like how they're gonna go about it i I'm just, you know, on board with most most of the decisions that they're going to make with Classic WoW. Like, I, yeah, I just can't wait for it. It'll be
3: good
0: to see the old Azeroth again as well. You mean the only Azeroth? The true Azeroth. The true Azeroth. Yeah, it will be really good to see. Like, as much as, you know, the game has evolved and it is really, it's still really fun to play, um, you know, I can't help but but think that that's, it's really the game that I fell in love with, you know, like the, the one that really captured my like sense of wonder.
1: And I'm the same. Like I, um, I don't mind where battle for Azeroth is going at the moment, but as soon as classic wow comes out, I know that that's all I'm going to be playing is I'll just drop battle for Azeroth straight away.
0: Mm. I'm definitely going to be sinking a lot of time into it. I'm not sure which way I'll be pulled, um, because I want to play through uh the story. I think that's like the biggest part of what I like about um World of Warcraft at the moment um is the game, is the mix of good story and good gameplay, etc. But um I think definitely as far as like having a good time, chilling out with friends, and you know, doing like getting progression on and playing in a world that I enjoy, I think I'd much prefer Classic WoW. Definitely, yeah, definitely.
2: and it's really weird that like it just so happens that Classic WoW coincides with with my retirement
0: (laughs) because i've just gone back to the calendar
2: here like classic wire release joey joey retires from work it's like wow that's that's amazing yeah how
0: How did that (laughs) sync up first it's first it's your annual leave with battle for azeroth and now your retirement with classic wow it's it's just amazing
2: i I don't know how this works yeah blizzard
0: yeah blizzard just they must know your schedule or something (laughs)
3: they must (laughs) do
0: Um, one thing that was interesting, uh, especially seeing as we have one and a half software developers here, um, yeah. is that they have to do an extremely large restructure of their database um, yeah. and pretty much their entire game. So I'm not really, um, what, uh, what is it? I am a little optimistic about getting it in the next like one or two years. Um, so I think that's like the release schedule pretty much is because they had problems with video cards, had problems with DirectX, and in particular, they had to restructure pretty much their entire database to to reflect their new model. Yeah, so
2: uh, part of it looks like they're uh, upping their programming standards. So, because they sort of went with, um, <clears throat> in the old version, you could do anything you wanted with the database, but now they've, they've locked it down with a more uh, entity framework style. Probably not any framework because that's like like line of business, fucking develop developer crap that I don't work. But um, it looks like a very locked down version of the of the view of the database. So, so you have to deal with um, things that are not just plain text SQL strings hitting the database. You have to deal with uh, the actual programming structures. And to make a code change, you have to do this big migrational thing. It's like a it's a nightmare. But mm. it is interesting because WoW was released first in the times of the Voodoo 3D graphics card. Believe uh-huh. it or not, uh, Voodoo 3D was still out when when WoW was first released. Damn. And yeah, that's wow. <laughs> you, you don't think of you don't think of things like this, but. I mean, all of the C++ code would still have access to raw pointers, whereas C++ Modern, you have, um, you have structures to deal with pointers for you. So that's, that in itself is a big change. And, and you have a lot of um, additional memory management you want to deal with, especially if you're using a modern databasing protocol as well. Because mm. in a performance-heavy application like Warcraft, you absolutely can't afford memory leaks, because that'll just um, start crashing clients everywhere. And especially because modern graphics cards aren't going with modern pipelines, aren't going to like the old style programming from DirectX fucking three or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um. So you can tell, like from the get go, they have a big engineering challenge ahead of them. Especially because they're going to want to not rewrite as much code as possible. Like they're going to want to keep it like this core base of code, which they which they just don't want to touch because basically it it works and so don't fuck with
0: it yeah yeah no it, it, it is like World of Warcraft is like the base code that they've you know that they just have available mm. so you know they, they don't really want to muck with it too much but yep mm. don't envy them <laughs> they have their work cut out for them and um best of luck essentially
2: they're marrying what I can tell from what I can tell they're marrying an old code base with a modern database and that's going to be that's going to have some interesting
0: side effects I'd all right well they're professionals they're the best and I believe in them yeah, I believe right. too. Yeah. Yes, yes, we we eagerly wait. If any if any people are listening, eagerly await. All right, so let's get on to some actual esports. I think we've talked for about half an hour now about everything but esports. Um, so uh, let's get into what's been happening in here's esports this week.
3: I have a PhD in PVP. You have some
2: skill talent ah that seems generous
3: what i mean i knew i could do
0: that all right so Uh. what's been happening is the mid-season brawl
2: mid-season brawl
0: yeah it's been going on uh we had a bit of a chat about it last week when it was in the group stage but the group stage is just now over it is done and dusted and they are into the playoffs the playoffs hmm so there were uh, three games that were played um, last night, which was, um, what was it, four games? No, it was I'm four. I'm pretty sure it was four. Yeah, three yeah, games, four games. One. Yeah, yeah, I was missing one. Um, the ones that I got to have a look at and ones that I got to watch were um, Method versus Fnatic, which, are, which mm-hmm. we will talk about a little bit more, but awesome game. And then... Dignitas versus Gen G, and yeah,
2: yeah, Gen G, pretty, yeah, pretty dominant. Koreans. They, they showed us what uh, what people talk about when we talk about Korean gaming. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so if we have a look at the playoffs uh, overall, like there were some particular trends that I was seeing that was happening quite a lot. Um, I don't want to mention it, but Murphy, you're in again. God, it's so boring.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll, as long as Garrosh can just reposition anybody he wants on the map, I don't think
0: he's going away anytime soon. Yeah, that's very true. So yeah, Garrosh is still a bit overbearing. Um, there's been a lot of Tracer uh, and uh, Maya as well. Tracer and bans going around, um, yeah. which is, you know, it, it it's expected. Um, and as well, uh, a lot of the um, solo landers or side laners have been extremely popular. So. Uh, things like Blaze, Dahaka, Sonya, uh, even Thrall um, have been picked pretty heavily in the playoffs. Yeah, I saw
2: that too. Um, I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I guess the solo lanes back in action.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, it's heavily back in action, and it is definitely those bruises, those like warrior types that mm. um, that are just you know hanging around in the uh, in the top or bottom lanes.
2: Yeah, I feel like the um, the roaming death ball is not as popular
0: as it used to be, um,
2: because the because the solo lanes are back pretty
3: much. Mm,
0: yeah, so they're all pretty good. Like they're all pretty equal in power level. There's no real like standout one. So mm. I think okay. uh, I think that is a big thing. Um, some interesting picks that I've been seeing as well, and I think we may have noted it last week is that Murden is now really popular. Yeah, Murden's back. Yeah, he's... He's... He who Mm-hmm. Um, as well, some interesting picks for the, um, playoffs is, uh, Zeratul has been picked multiple times. That is quite
1: interesting, actually. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So they've had some really, really good, uh, Zeratul play, um, happening. Um, I, it it was always void prison. I don't think we've seen might of the narrow from anybody, you know, no, no tricksy people trying to do double cleaves, etc. Um, but, um, yeah, it's actually seeing a lot of success.
2: Sorry,
0: Zerial has two alties. Yes, yes, two ultis. <laughs> 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 yeah, believe it or not, he has something other than Void Prison. I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... is he
1: being just picked for Void Prison or is his burst damage actually relevant as well?
0: No, no. Uh, he's being picked for his burst damage and mobility.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. The Void Prison I think is is actually just a useful side on. He's not being used for any um Wombo combos or anything like that. It's literally just a tool to um to sort of it's trap escape. the enemy team. Yeah, um, a lot of the time it is, it is his escape, but he can use it for setup as well. Um, yeah. it's but it's not being used for any Wombos. Uh, so he is there because he can roam around the map, be very mobile, and do good burst damage. Um, good, you? Mm. but you know you know what I think,
2: uh-huh. like because cause when I look at the the popular picks and the new bans and whatever. I reckon Dive's back. Yeah, you think so? And do you know why I reckon Dive's back? Why is that Joey? Because I reckon combo mage is back as well. hmm I don't know why combo mage is back. Like like I haven't gotten that far. Like I think I think I two steps in on my analysis. So. Yeah,
0: that's very true. Well that that does tie into the like the next two interesting picks is Lee Ming and Jaina. So mm-hmm. like they are definitely back in the meta.
2: Oh yeah, they're back. Um, it's, it's like, I've seen like, what I don't know the statistics in front of me, but I, I feel like I see Jaina like at least once every two games.
0: Mm. Um, she's being wrapped up very hard on the, uh, Europe and North American teams for sure. And, and they're the only teams worth watching. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I do occasionally catch some other games, but yeah, I think she, she was a pretty contested pick, but most of the time when I saw her, I think she was either in Europe european or north american hands i'm not sure if the koreans were picking it too much
2: but you know i'm also seeing um because they're there pretty much to supplement another popular pick which is chromie um so it feels like in general there's a combo mage in in, in every game mm. yeah i think and so this is why you also generally have a diver every game so you you always have a genji or you always have Zeratul or, or somebody else who can dive in on a combo mage and blow them up but mm. curiously enough i'm seeing actually good survivability out of the combo mages because if i think about their kdas and how the team fight's generally go it's not generally the combo mage who gets caught out and die
0: mm. yeah it's generally not uh, i think that does speak to positioning um a lot but uh yeah i definitely see what you mean they're definitely not dying as much as you would expect
3: mm.
2: actually if i think about it the guys who die the most are generally overzealous tanks or tanks who get you know uh to fool themselves or or think they're invincible in a certain circumstance when they're not Mm. or they just get oh they just get rotated onto
0: yeah i think it's obviously like i think it's just some tank rotations because we're still in like this meta where we have a a single really beefy tank like johanna morden and then like you know tahaka blaze Sonia, all these other like really tanky dudes and Mm. and you know ladies uh, in yeah, the front, yeah. in the front lines, and they they can just like you know just you know get on top of each other in like their wet noodle fight, and then all of a sudden, one person's pretty low to dying, and then someone else will come in and kill them. Um, yeah, I so. think that's what's happening a lot more now.
2: Yeah, but the the interesting point is that because um, you would expect the combat majors are back and divers also back, that you'd see a lot <laughs> you'd see a lot of dead Janus. Mm. <laughs> Um <laughs> Yeah, just, just, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Um, and I guess Phoenix is on par here with combo majors, but...
0: Yeah, Phoenix is, pr- is pretty on par. He has been picked quite a bit, um, especially in the games that we just watched before the show. Um, mm. Yeah, Phoenix was a very, very high contested pick. And a game winner, too. Mm, yep, yep, and a game <sighs> winner. I actually saw something interesting with Phoenix. This is, like, completely completely random, is that... Um, Phoenix to use Planet Cracker to uh to destroy the Zerg wave on Braxis.
2: Now that's just
0: that's just thematic.
2: That's what that is. Yeah,
0: it was. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was so good. Like because the Zerg wave is coming down, and then Phoenix just Planet Crackers and kills like ninety percent of it. Ah, uh, delicious. Yep. If only had, if only had that ability in fucking StarCraft Two,
3: it would be so much easier. Yeah,
0: friendly. Um, anyway, so I do want to talk about one of the interesting games that we coincidentally both watched um, yeah. But it was just an absolutely phenomenal series oh, man. It, was. Um, it was Method versus Fnatic yeah. It was Europe vs. Europe And man, they just knew how to put on a show I
2: was a bit sad about the Europe vs. Europe Because uh, I knew that meant Europe was going home
0: But <laughs> at the same um, time Didn't they just, one of them, get put into the Oh no, no, they were going uh, home Because they, the they were the lower bracket Yeah Yeah, sure but it was definitely, um, yeah,
2: it was not, it didn't
0: play out as I expected because I, I honestly expected Fnatic to, um, to deep stop Method, but it just didn't happen. No, it didn't. In fact, it was the exact opposite, right? Like the first two games were just Method like coming out on top. I, I
2: legit thought Beth was going to take the series in game mm. three. I was like, "Yep, they, they, they got this." Yeah, <laughs> I know that's Fnatic exactly stuff. what
0: I thought. I, I just thought, man, Fnatic is just like not firing today, you know. And then I thought they're just going to take it in game three, but man, the composition that they ran—yeah. <laughs>
2: so, I, I just want to say, like. What I was noticing out of Methods of Play in the first couple of games was mm. they would lose it around level 13 to 16. Like, like they had a really strong game up to level 13 to 16, but then they'd. Uh, Fnatic would just know how to hold or know how to drag the game on or, like.
0: Yeah, stall out or fi- find an out.
2: It was just. Fnatic was basically better at fighting, but it c- it's for reasons that I can't really determine why. Um, um, I don't have like the enough pro knowledge to say, ah, you know, two pixels out of position.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, very true.
2: <laughs> but it just seemed to me, as a casual observer, that method were definitely dominant in the early game. But then, and so what Fnatic had to do and what they did over game 3, 4, and 5 was they just got better at the early game. Mm, yeah, sure. They, they know they already had the late game, so all they have to do is just go even on the uh, uh, even on the early game, and then they can turn the game into their favor. Because the only reason that they lost game one and two was because they didn't have the map position, in that they didn't have the buildings, or they didn't have the the waves, or whatever. Because I'm pretty sure game one was Winions, uh, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the minions fucking killed the <laughs> core. <laughs> yeah. Um... Also, I just wanted to to mention, like the like, was it the final game, the Battlefield Battlefield of Eternity? Uh,
2: yeah, I think I think Game was BOE.
0: Yeah, the Battlefield of Eternity game was just absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. It was it was the last map. It was two for two. So in in Game Three, they turned it around. Game Three was the Zero Tool Abathur composition. Yeah,
3: well, I got the first. Game yeah,
0: on. which was just stupid. Like solely support Abathur composition. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, so then they they also won map number four, and it was map five, Battlefield of Eternity. And, mm. man, Fnatic nearly won with a single push. It yeah. was so close to winning, and they got the core down to 7%, but was stopped at
2: 7%. Like, what even
0: is that, right? Like, 7%
2: core, how do you... How did they defend it? I, don't, I just
3: don't understand.
0: Oh, well yeah I don't, I don't know so like it, it was methods call that was seven percent man mm. yeah, the, yeah. Uh, that's funny yeah yeah they just they just wanted back they just kept like winning fights and controlling the control in the top lane to some extent um mm. but yeah there were just some really really tense fights like if you're watching mm. it you could just feel how tense this was you could feel how much like Every single bit of damage was being, you know, was being thrown, and it was just honestly some of the best heroes of slime that I've watched in a long time. Mm,
2: yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a good game. Mm. I just, I just
0: loved watching it, man. I, yeah, I almost want to like, I almost want to go watch it again just because it was so, you know, it was just so good. Mm. Then we get Genji versus Dignitas. Yeah yeah genji investing sort of made me sad yeah it really did <laughs> i was like this is the other side of heroes <laughs> yeah it is so we had this like awesome series you know this back and forth these tight games you yeah. know that like yeah. you, you know you really feel it and then you just like get the koreans getting out the abattoir you know
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> just they're just um sort of i can just feel like well like butcher like like smacking his cleavers together like kind of,
0: Fresh meat, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, that that being said, it's not like Dignitas played badly; they played really, really well.
2: Yeah, they did. Like, you know, they are Dignitas; they're a
0: really good team. Yeah, they just played really, really well, but they just always managed to—they always managed to lose—and I, I can't quite just put my finger on it. Um, honestly, a lot of it was just.
2: I, like, Well, like, I don't want to say the Korean magic, because like, they're not actually magical. The, 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 they've got mouses and keyboards just like us. Uh-huh. But the way they spam uh, movement and the way they throw out the skill shot in such a way that is oppressive every time, it just sort of... It's like the subtle advantage, which makes you always feel like you're losing, and I think that's what Dignitas has had psychologically
0: yeah sure i mean i can i can definitely like see how that would be true like um they just they always seem to do uh, do things such that it's always uh advantageous to them and disadvantageous to you yeah exactly
2: and i mean like you know you're you're busy doing a 2v2 in mid and then a a camp goes off because the koreans just took it and you're like ah and and it was like two seconds before your camp went off. Of course, they got the camp two
0: seconds faster, right? Yeah, sure. Like you're always responding to them no matter what. And it, 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 it's
2: just demoralizing.
0: Mm, yep, yeah, I can definitely see that that type of pressure would get to you. Mm.
2: And yeah, I think maybe, I think I, I think Dig can do better. I think Dig
0: can beat Genji, but just not in that series. Mm, so, yeah, sure.
2: I'm not going to win that series.
0: <laughs> yep, that's very true. Um, so Dignitas do have uh, an extra shot, um, that's actually, should be going on pretty much as we speak, uh, like up against Fnatic.
2: Oh, actually, yeah, I can just go to the other tab and watch how they're going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh. last note about it is Tempestorm. Oh, last hope for North America. Yes, Tempest Storm. They actually, so storm. just before we started recording, we were watching it and yeah. they, they did the reverse sweep against ballistics to like, to win. It was insane. Yeah. B- b- ballistics had their revenge opportunity
2: mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was looking pretty good for ballistics. I thought, like, I thought Tempo Storm was going, uh, storm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I honestly <laughs> thought they were because, you know, same thing. They just lost the first two games, but then they just brought it back in really convincing fashion. Except for yep. Game Five, Game Five was a bit rocky, but they pulled it. They pulled it together right at the end.
2: Well, I think Game Five was rocky because Ballistics were like, "All right, guys, we have got to win this. Like, we don't want to be the first Korean team to go home." Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't have much time for analysis because I was um, debugging technical difficulties.
0: But yeah, it's, yep, that happened. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
2: But uh, no, it was a really, it was a really tense game. Like it was an amazing fight right at the end as well.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it I was.
2: I I think Phoenix was, I think Phoenix was was really pivotal and um, the Zeratul shutdown wasn't, just wasn't strong enough to stop the Phoenix um, Destructor Beam, not Destructor Beam, Salvo. Yeah, Salvo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were definitely some very, very good ultimates going on there. Yeah. And system releases fights as well, especially around the um around the boss. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um yeah, so really good. <laughs> really good. We're probably gonna be watching it as soon as we finish recording, so yeah. Uh
3: yeah,
2: I would say so. Mm.
0: All right, cool, cool. Alright, um I think that's about it for the uh mid season brawl there's definitely more games happening over the next couple of days and we'll be getting our finals pretty soon and that should be happening and I'm really looking forward to see who pulls this out. Um next part is a little bit about the Overwatch League.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Hey,
0: You're not bad, but not good either. Cheers, mate. The cavalry's here. All right, so uh-huh. this week was actually pretty good. Um we have our stage four finalists set for the overwatch league stage four yeah yep. yep. end the line yeah it is it is the end of the line, and um we have our top four set for the uh for the um for that ending, so the top four, which is actually um didn't really change too much from last week, it's two l a so the um, Valiant and the Gladiators, followed by my boys, the uh, New York Excelsior and Dallas Fuel. So there is going to be some more games happening tomorrow, um, which is pretty much um, the stage four title. So we'll get to see which of those four walk away with a shit ton of money in US, um, one hundred twenty-five thousand. So yeah, it'll be definitely good to see, um, to see how how they do. Um after this week as well um it pretty much brings the entire overwatch league to, to its pinnacle the pinnacle of
2: the overwatch league
0: yeah the best the best. yeah so we actually get the overall league uh overall league um finals like the finals of the whole overwatch league happening very very soon and we get our our top six that are our, um top of the league so I actually didn't know this um, before choosing to support them, just so you know, but uh, uh, New York is actually on the top of the ladder. Yeah, (laughs) and we all know
1: who's going to win.
0: Who's that? New York. (laughs) Absolutely. Come on.
1: Like, they've they've basically only lost, I think it's six games or or even less than that. Yeah. And 50% of them have been in this stage. It's just ridiculous.
0: Oh, really? Okay. They they
1: are a powerhouse of the team. And And I... I don't see anyone else taking it at
0: the end. Yeah, okay, that's very true. I I do like um I do like some other people's chances in particular, possibly um Boston or both of the Los Angeles teams. So we'll have a look at the top six. It does go New York, followed by the Valiant, followed by Boston because of their crazy run during stage three, um and uh, the Gladiator, the London Spitfire, and Philadelphia Fusion. So it's a pretty, obviously, it's a pretty stacked uh, top six. Um, and I really, yeah, I'll, like I said, I'm obviously rooting for New York. And I, you know, I, I still think they're going to take it away. But I don't think it's going to be easy for them. Yeah, I think, I think New York has it.
3: Well, the New York
0: are just
1: objectively the strongest team. Um, but uh, it's it Valiant or boston would have a shot at taking it but i don't see gladiators um spitfire or fusion being able to do it
0: yeah okay i just don't think
1: they're as strong as the the other three
0: yeah that's definitely fair like they they are there for a reason like you know th- they are they are the bottom of the barrel i do have to give a bit of a shout out a sad story to the houston outlaws and the Soul dynasty where, you know, they would have had a tiebreaker if one, if they were able to beat their counterparts. Uh, they're able to win their games um, this week, but uh, it didn't really happen like that, so we didn't get to see any extra games or anything. And, um, yeah, it's a bit of a sad day for anybody that's a Houston Atlas fan, because I think they were doing pretty well um, when it came to this particular stage. They really, really found their stride. Um, yeah, I think was, they've certainly improved over time. mm yeah, I, I definitely think so. And I think the, the Dynasty not making the top six is a bit of a shock to a lot of people.
3: I don't know. I,
1: I think their performance has been sort of on and off um, for the whole season. Mm. Um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen them in the top six because I think they are a strong team. Um, but who knows that they might be having some internal team problems or communications issues. Who knows? Yeah, their, possibly. Their just haven't been as strong.
0: Mm, yeah. No, I definitely agree, and that it's that it has been on and off. They did have a good showing in their match, um, that I watched yesterday, uh, versus the Gladiators. But um, yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't something that I could definitely say was very solid. Um, and I can't I can't you know not mention it, the Shanghai Dragons. Oh man.
1: I think there's there's certainly something wrong there because I don't think they've won a single game.
0: No, they have not won a. League. not the entire Overwatch League, they have not won a single match.
1: Uh, I think, I think there's going to be some massive changes there because the the owners of that team would be um, unimpressed to say the least.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would be very unimpressed. Like, if you're in the Overwatch League and you don't win a single game over like 20 weeks of of games you know playing you know one to two games or one to two games a week like there's just yeah there really is something wrong with that and they're gonna have to have some kind of massive shake up you know whether it be an entire roster or or what but you know i just I, i can't really see you know that happen like yeah, well,
2: actually, sometimes um, sporting teams have the wooden spoon turn out to be the uh, champions in, in the next season. Mm-hmm. It happened with, uh, I think, the Boston Red Sox or the New York Yankees. I'm, I'm not that great at baseball, but it's like a famous story.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure.
2: Basically, they they got a star hitter. Um, I think Babe Ruth, but yeah, it's a it's a story <laughs> somewhere in sports. Uh, I'm not that big on this, but
0: yeah I mean it's definitely a they, thing they
2: they won like ten seasons after he came in and and they they're just unbeatable after that
0: yeah definitely it is it is a shake up so they're definitely gonna have to have a shake up like mm. i think i think that that that's a given whether or not they do to changes is completely up to them or how they go about it, but they definitely need to go really go back and and change some fundamental things about what's happening right
2: I think maybe just a training camp like they um they increase their player cohesion.
0: Hmm. Yep. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it has to be, but yeah, definitely something. I do feel bad because as much as it's a game and and it's competitive and there has to be a winner and a loser, I would have liked them to at least get one. They get one win, you know. Oh yeah, it
2: it definitely feels bad when you're on the when you're on the tilt train.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um. Anyway, so. Um the game of the week that I wanted to mention uh which I managed to catch was um the Houston Outlaws versus uh New York Excelsior and um this was just uh, a very a very good game to watch because it was actually quite close. Ooh. Yeah, it was one of, it was one of the only 3 tours that sort of happened in this week. Um and um it was just extremely back and forth, and there was just a lot of good play going back and forward between both teams. Um, and yep, yeah, sorry to say, Christian, but one of the one of the most interesting things again was the damn widowmaker play. Yeah, that's fair enough.
1: Like, I, I think at that that level of play, you know, it, it, it is interesting enough. Mm, yeah,
0: at that level of play, not not our level.
1: No, definitely not at our level.
0: <laughs> yeah so it was really good to see and in particular the uh the houston widow player i don't remember who was playing it but um yeah they they managed to do really well even into pine which is you know considered to be the the widow maker god in the overwatch He's like league the
3: gold standard, isn't
0: he? yeah yeah he is the gold standard um yeah but this guy was uh was matching him and um was able to to do a lot of, to get a lot of picks and do a lot of crazy plays to win them a few maps so um yeah Houston were really showing a, a, like really good form against against New York and if you can go 2-3 with um arguably the top team then I think that you're doing really well Yeah definitely. Mm. So it was it was a really a really great game to watch and in particular um on on Nepal on the last map was a really hard fought battle. Um yeah King of the Hill is always a bit is always a bit tough I think it's one of the the toughest maps to play oh, i agree and um yeah they 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 just it it was very it was like really brutal there's just a little like like brutality on the point i don't know if like that's the right word for it but that's just how i'm how i'm thinking about it is that it was just this this crazy back and forth alts going everywhere and you know there was one coalescence and then another coalescence and the point being flipped multiple times and it was just it was really fun to watch and um, just really, really good competitive Overwatch.
1: So you just said coalescence there. Does that mean that Moira was being played? Yes. Oh wow, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. She um she actually got played quite a bit as well um today. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She saw she saw some play. Um. Yeah, she saw, saw some play today uh, on uh, on both teams, on Boston and Florida, the ones that I watched, as well as in Houston and New York. So. She is definitely being played quite a bit.
1: That's good to hear. A bit of a change from the um the Mercy Zenyatta meta.
0: Yeah, it really it really is. Um as well, I did see a um another attempt at the horizon horizon um map where they played um Zarya, Eva, um and Reinhardt with Moira and Lucio. Okay. And, yeah, and one Widowmaker. Interesting. So they basically just like charge the point with their mass amounts of healing and health, and then uh, have Widow try pick people off. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's to avoid just dealing with any with any high ground shenanigans. That's a pretty
1: intuitive way to do it,
0: isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I also um, saw a pretty crazy play where. Um, they uh they managed to attack point a on horizon colony but point b was being held at the top by a um by a mercy and a junk rat okay yeah yeah so what they did was is that they um they they aimed they did the uh zarya um diva combo so they just pointed the queue straight up in the air and then like gathered three people up in the air, followed it by the diver explosion. Oh, that's sweet. Yep. And obviously they're pros, so they can know exactly where it's going to land. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was just some crazy, crazy combos that I was, that I was seeing. Nice. So It was really good. It, it was really good. Um, and, um, no, just some really good games this week. Uh, especially the one, the mm-hmm. one that I mentioned Houston versus New York. It, There, there were a couple today that weren't too bad. Um, but overall they were kind of stomps. Um, so you know, not really too competitive. All right. Our last thing that we're going to be talking about today. Um, this is kind of eSports at home, but I think it's more just our general strategy. So after some games on, um, Friday night, uh, Joey and I started talking about Overwatch and its general, um, you know, strategies and team compositions that people can run. Yep. And we got into a big talk and I thought it's something that we needed to talk about now. So Joey has some opinions about it. Joey, wh- what opinions do you have about, like, general team composition?
2: All right. So I want to preface this with uh, some some cool blog posts I read. Uh-huh which was about game design in general and uh this this goes to the fact of the idea of the dominant strategy in a game Mm -hmm. now a, a dominant strategy in a game is when you have two opposing sides it has to be a competitive game where this strategy beats any other strategy uh despite anything else so despite execution despite doesn't matter what you do. This is the dominant strategy, and it'll always win. And the only time when the dominant strategy is bad is against itself. Yep, sure. So, so what you get in the end is you get two people, you get two both sides, both trying to execute the dominant strategy over and over again. And then the person who's better at the dominant strategy is the team that wins. Yep, sure. Now, generally, these games aren't fun. Because they play out the exact same every time. Now, an, an example of a game with a dominant strategy would be checkers. Uh huh. Yeah, what's always, the strategy? Uh, you always evolve the middle pieces first. And um, if you if both players play the dominant strategy, uh, then black will always win.
0: Okay. I'm not gonna like ask you why that's a thing. I'm just gonna take that as truth.
2: It's a it's a computer model I saw where, like, it, it showed you the dominant strategy of, like, black. And then it, it demonstrated that no matter what red did afterwards, like, red couldn't do anything that would enable red to win. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, man, checkers is broken. As opposed to chess, where there is no dominant strategy. Yeah, like, sure.
0: There there are there, strategies, but none of them are, like, you know, 100% guaranteed you to win. Exactly. Yep. Even, if, even
2: if white player evolves the middle piece first, um, the black player has three different strategies he can, he can do. Like evolving side pieces, evolving knight, or evolving middle piece in response. Mm-hmm. And so there's no, there's no clear response that black's going to take. Um, and so evolving the middle piece is not the dominant strategy. Mm-hmm. This is despite all chess books ever telling you, you always evolve the middle piece. And it's like, because it gets, puts you in the strongest position. Yep. So, after that big sidebar, um, <laughs> it's my firm belief Overwatch is a very well-designed game and doesn't have a dominant strategy. Yeah. And so two-two-two, therefore, is not a dominant strategy, and there are other team compositions that are perfectly fine.
3: Yeah,
1: that's completely true. And if you look at Overwatch historically, there's been lots of
0: different team compositions, like a Triple Tank meta. Hmm. Yeah, there definitely was that. I did I did definitely hear about that.
2: And and in fact in our in our games specifically, um I've seen multiple times where we've got one tank or one healer. I think one of the games we played was one tank and three healers. It was totally fine. We we won. <laughs> we held them off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you've also got to think about the, the context in which games are played. So at the the highest level, you know, grandmaster, top 500, hmm. the meta is going to be dominant because you know that's the accepted best practice for that particular season or, or meta game, right? Absolutely. At, at lower levels, like where we play, you know, it, you can pull off almost anything and still win because it's less based around meta and more around you know just basic mechanics, individual and, execution. Yeah, exactly.
2: But I think it's also important for pro teams because I, I see this actually in Heroes of the Storm as well. Especially, I saw it against, um, although Tempo Storm was was being uh, Tilto Storm a bit. Um, Gen G played Sergeant Hammer into Tempo Storm. Yeah, and that too. well, I don't think Tempo Storm had screamed sufficiently against Sergeant Hammer because. <laughs>
0: And They didn't have a fun time. Like uh, they won the game. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, I see what you're trying to do. I thought you were gonna like you know have some large compositional thing.
2: Uh, no, it, it wasn't a large compositional thing. It was just, uh, it was it, it was just noting that like it doesn't matter if you win through cheese as long as you win. Uh-huh. And if I mean, a cheesy victory is still a victory. And if if you can execute the cheese sufficiently and they can't out execute you, then you have just pulled a victory out of uh, like where there wouldn't be a victory before. Mm.
3: Yeah,
0: that's and very it, true.
2: And and if you if you're in a best of five series, then if you've tilted your opponent, then you've gotten a more Sun tzu style victory where you've <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you've angered your enemy. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I have some issues with this, um, just from like a general like uh, gameplay point of view. Um, is that like as as an avid tank player. I really, 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 really feel it when I don't have another tank.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: As in, like it's it's very, very difficult, and like I feel very impossible in order to to do what I'm meant to do. I just feel like I just feel like I I need another body there, whether it whether it's like a, a, another tank or just another tanky-ish person, like Brigida, possibly. Um, It just seems very impossible to do certain things. So I feel that I'm going to have the classic line of it depends, is that I think you can run these things, but it really, really, really depends on what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what type of map it is, what objectives you're trying to do. I
1: I think I agree with you, Eugene, but um, I think another thing that matters is the type of tank you're playing whether you're playing a a main tank or an off tank. So if you're playing a main tank, like Reinhardt or Orisa, you can, in certain situations, pull off solo tank. But if you're playing an off tank that doesn't have a barrier or any strong uh, defensive abilities, like, say, Roadhog or even Winston, um, yeah, it it can be very difficult and you really do need to have, you know, that D.Va or Zarya or or whoever with you to be able to, to pull off that tanking.
0: Yeah, like, I, I definitely I definitely feel that way, man. I think another thing as well is, it depends on
2: what your... And, yeah, you know, it depends, which is kind of a... Yep. The caveat yeah. <laughs> Easy way out. It depends also on what your DPS and heals are expecting of you. So, if your DPS is expecting to skirmish all day, like, in the side lanes and, and fight against flankers, then it doesn't really make sense to have a main tank just standing there, like, by himself, like, against the entire enemy team. This is true. Mm. So, so because because if there are four snipers on the map, what's Reinhardt realistically going to do? Because there's nobody behind him. There's like nobody's in front of him.
1: Well, he can push the um, the payload yeah, without yeah. dying,
0: or we'll stand on the point without dying. Yeah, possibly. Maybe, Maybe
1: make space. Still,
0: to... I mean, but make space for who? Like the snipers are
2: fucking off somewhere else. So. Well, making space for his supports, <laughs> making
0: space for his for his big German arts. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, realistically, though, there should like there's only ever like four, five, maybe, yeah, maybe like six snipers on the field at any one time, if if it's a full mirror. Okay, you got double fire as well. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> if that That's ever a... happens,
2: <laughs> it might. Man. Snipers, snipers might come back and just full sniper battle. You know, <laughs> full it's, it, it's full Call of Duty. Yeah, it's that... full Call full of Duty. You can't see anyone on the map. Yeah, so, so you're talking two about two Germanys in the shield.
0: You're talking about two people that pick the exact same composition of of <laughs> Widow, Hanzo, Anna, Farah. That'd be, You have to admit that'd be hilarious. It would be funny. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just don't know whether or not people are people are doing that, right? So yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, like I think that I think that's my opinion. I think that, that basically sort of wraps it up what Christian said is that um the off tanks or the you know, the ones that aren't considered main tanks are the ones that are gonna suffer the most in this one. And yeah. So if you don't have this main main tank um able to Able to be be in the front, then it. it I think it. Your your team will really struggle.
3: Pretty much.
2: Mm. I mean, I do yeah. agree with that because the cause the tank is somewhat the um the main tank is somewhat the anchor of the team. So if you you can judge how far along the team is based on how far the main tank can get without dying. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um. So I I do understand, and I'll I, I will concede that point, but the if you're gonna play one tank in any strategy, I think the tank definitely has to fit what your team wants to do. So whether you whether that's gonna be Reinhardt or Roadhog, like, do you want to push forward or do you want to pull people into your into your death ball, mm. or um, maybe you want to play Zarya because I, I like Zarya and I think she fits any comp.
0: She <laughs> does, um, but you know, other people have to take damage and be there to heal you and whatnot. Yeah.
2: Nonsense, Zarya can do anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> With 10,000, a ten thousand graviton,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, another point that I do that I do that I do want to make is that um, solo healing is generally fine, but I think um, a, uh, there are certain supports that are much better at it than others. Yeah, Zhenya's definitely the best. Uh huh. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>
2: No, I don't think I understand. They can't do damage if they're dead. Yeah. Ah, oh,
0: sure. Okay. <laughs> so, totally fine then. Absolutely. Mm. Um. So yeah, I definitely think like people that can heal themselves are absolutely necessary. So um, uh, yeah, people like uh, Mercy and um, and Brigitte. Lucio and Brigida. No, no, like people that can heal themselves,
2: like Brigitte can't heal herself.
0: Yeah, so yeah, she's... yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah, she can't yeah. heal herself. So I think she'll be pretty bad at it. But yeah, you definitely need to be able to heal yourself because um, you just don't have any other backup. Like I tried to solo heal Brigitte the other day, did not turn out very well. You
2: should, you should have uh, stood next to Soldier and like, uh, like you know, I need healing. I need healing at
0: Soldier. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> it's very reliable. <laughs> very reliable. <laughs> <laughs> He'll keep you up, no worries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is uh, anyone have any other points to make? don't think so. No, I'm all good. Okay. No. Well, I suppose uh, we'll all concede that it depends and we can have some creative team comps because that's just how this game is designed. And because we're scrapped. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry, every game. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'll play I, I'll, actually, I'll play actually, a tank with you, so... Guys,
2: guys, I'm yep. just going to change the notes. All right. And instead of question marks here, I'm going to put exclamation marks.
0: Uh-huh. So Sorry. there's Zarya and then whatever else.
2: Actually, yeah. yeah Z, comma, five. Any
0: viable strategy. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we have Zarya plus any other five is just completely viable. Excellent. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to leave that there and say that that brings us to the end of our podcasts. Um, just reminded everybody, if you were to send us an email, we are chilledpodcast at gmail.com. So you can send us an emails if you have any corrections that you want to make or things that you want to ask us. We are also on Twitter. Um, look out for any announcements or any things that are Blizzard related. We are podcast at chilledcast. Um, Like I mentioned before, our full catalogue is available over at johray.com slash chilled. Uh, You can see our full catalogue and more things coming. Um, Joey, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me if you type in Joey Ray into your Googles. I am now the
2: third link. I'm awesome. (laughs) Very very good. (laughs) I'm only being beaten by a certain musical artist who is also called Joey Ray. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can also find me at jhrader.com where I am running my personal website along with uh, Chilled Esports and Meme Driven Development, which is my new blog about life, love and everything.
0: Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, you can find me over on Twitter, if you want to ask me a question, catch up, play games, whatever. And that brings us right to the end, guys. Thank you very much uh, for joining me.
2: Thank you very much, Eugene. See yeah,
0: you next time, guys. And stay easy, stay breezy. Yep. Catch you later, everybody.